1: Alright, it is podcast time. Uh, Jerry Recco had the day off. I did the warm-up program with CeeLo, which you'll hear in a little bit. And right now, I've got the Eddie Scazzeri joins me.
2: Hello, podcast people.
1: Here's something odd that happened to me yesterday. It is dog-related, and I hope you could give me some insight. Uh, I went to a dog park yesterday, took whimsy. She was looking particularly bored here at home. Uh, So I thought, well, let me take her to the dog park, let her stretch the legs, this sort of thing. And I've noticed something now going to dog parks. Uh, It happened to Whimsy yesterday, and I've seen it happen to other dogs recently, and yet I don't recall this happening on the street when dogs meet. And that is, we all know that dogs greet each other by smelling their buttocks, their buttholes, and their genitals. Yes. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. They greet each other. It's awkward when when you're walking in the neighborhood and you meet another dog, and your dogs start smelling each other's genitals, and then you have to look at each other like, this is totally normal, where this is how dogs meet. That's correct. But yesterday, a dog licked my dog's private parts. That is, um, that's interesting. And I've seen it happen at other dog parts, uh, dog parks. The last time I was to the dog park, just a week earlier, I saw another dog lick another dog's genitals.
2: Now, is this... Usually a male dog doing that to a female dog, or does it not matter? I don't
1: th- think it matters. Okay. And I was wondering, w- like, what's strange is how if this happened to a person, you went to a park and someone licked your genitals, you would be... It's a crime, a major crime. or you Major would have to, crime.
2: Or you would have to pay for it. Uh,
1: right, if it was willing. But if it was unwilling... Now, who knows? My dog may have given dog signals that sure go ahead we'll get to know each other better but it was just uh, like i don't re- i'm 50 i'm gonna be 51 years old soon i don't recall seeing this happening
2: yeah that's something that I, you definitely the sniffing i have never witnessed that what you just described a licking no yeah i've not i've not experienced that yeah
1: it seemed weird like and i would think of like does she does this bothering her now do I have to get her
2: therapy like even in the uh like my my Cooper my uh lab he loves to lick other dogs but not that area he'll just like start you know licking their their ears their back you know whatever so yeah. and it's like you we call it being cooperized cuz then they get all wet and it's really quite gross but that's just that's just him but not in He's that He's respectful of the private parts. Yeah and he just does and and I've seen other dogs Groom, especially, uh, uh, you know, a mom with pups and all, especially, yeah. uh, that's normal. But I've never, and I've now had, you know, dogs growing up and then in my adult life for the last, what, 15, 16 years. Long time, yeah. And I have not seen that um, behavior. Now, when we had the intact female pups from the seeing eye and they would go into season, if you will, I would see an increased interest not only by, you know, our male dogs in the house, but any other male dog outside. But even then, it didn't uh, go to that level. They did try to mount, which yeah. is, you know, worse, I guess, in a way. But, um, but that's understandable because the, the female is in heat and, you know, she's giving off that signal to do that for sure but the other thing you described no i have not experienced that i'm gonna have to sue somebody Mm mm-hmm i go back to that park and find that dog and slap a
1: lawsuit on him there you go then i saw a video of a woman on facebook giving her greyhounds raw chicken legs Mm mm-hmm
2: You ever hear of that, dogs eating raw food? Yes. Uh, Really? And and I know um, cooked chicken bones are quite dangerous. Yeah, no good. They splinter. Yes, but raw bones, now there are, you know, debates on this, but, you know, in evolution, they, you know, that's how they would catch their prey and crunch it up and eat it. Um, And for birds with, like, little thin, easily crunchable bones, um, it was, uh, didn't hurt them. And I guess maybe randomly it could sometime. And and on the larger animal bones, they would like suck the marrow out because that's, you know, good nutrition and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, gnawing on larger bones. So that's all sort of natural. Now, they've been sort of domesticated for so many tens of thousands of years that maybe it's not cool anymore. You'd have to ask a vet on that. But big difference between a cooked bone and a raw bone.
1: Yeah, I watched this woman. She handed out uh, chicken, raw chicken legs. Like it, that was dinner time for these dogs. It was like
2: a dog a trick or treat.
1: Yeah, there was. She had like three or four greyhounds, and she got eat gave each one of them a raw leg.
2: Yeah, I, I would not do that, but I yeah. I have heard of that sort of raw meat diet.
1: All right, let's get to a fun story. This comes out of Malaysia. Okay. Malaysia, I guess, is one of these places where monkeys roam around, evidently. We've seen these—there are places in the world where just monkeys are in neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Evidently, Malaysia is one of them. Uh, A Malaysian man had uh, lost his phone, could not find his iPhone. It turned up a couple hours later in his yard, and when he checked the phone, it had a whole bunch of new pictures, all selfies snapped by a monkey.
2: That is tremendous.
1: He said he had his phone with him in his house when he went to sleep. He believes a monkey came in, stole his phone, and then was using the camera while aiming the phone right at his face.
2: Now, like were they That's in cool. focus? Like you know? <laughs> yeah, I see some of the photos. They're in focus, and and so he had to open up that app. Right, the monkey had to have hit the
1: uh, camera app. Right, then had to have hit the. The, the the button to take the photo
2: while holding it away, away from while that, holding it away from his face that seems almost unbelievable
1: now there are a couple pictures where like the the photo is the eye and the nose only because it's so close up <laughs> right but i have seen videos online of of monkeys scrolling through photos on a phone
2: yeah i i you know what Sure, why not? especially, like, um, I don't know, but was it, no, this was a monkey, not an ape, not a chimpanzee? This is a uh, monkey. Okay, because I know chimpanzees are very smart, orangutans and gorillas, the uh, the ape family closest uh, to us uh, on the chain. Um, but I didn't know monkeys also would do that. But uh, why not? They're, they're evolved primates.
1: But if monkeys can see while scrolling through a phone, and I've seen video, like I said, of monkeys looking at Instagram, looking yeah. at photos, mm-hmm. why, like, when I show my dog the iPad, it, she doesn't seem to have any... Like, she doesn't... She'll hear a sound, could hear, could, could hear a video, but doesn't see what's on the iPad.
2: Yes, it could be something the way certain... The way dogs' eyes, you know, with the pixels. But there are some dogs that I've had that react... Not just to the audio, but to the video. The video? Of the television. And uh, cats as well. Like, I actually oh, bought. I've seen that. Back in the days of VHSs, I had a VHS of birds and squirrels. And the <laughs> cats loved it. They would just sit there and watch the birds and the squirrels and swat at the TV. Really? And uh, and not all, but about half of the dogs I've had, including my uh, current uh, rescue, Raymond, he like will watch the TV and the iPad and react not just to the audio, but to the video too.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's weird. It's, it's sometimes a whimsy will react to a dog barking on TV. Other mm-hmm. times not. And sometimes they think, Oh, that must be a sound effect then. Right. The one she's not reacting to.
2: Right. Or, or if it was a real dog sound or just like a canned thing, because then they can tell whether or not it's just nonsense that they understand as nonsense, we don't. Right. Or if it's an actual dog talking. Right. Which is fascinating.
1: Now here's a very bizarre story. This happened in uh, Racine, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. A guy, they have, I guess, the uh, lakes there in uh, Racine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so off the shores of Lake Michigan, I think this is where this is. Yeah, he was a construction worker that was taking his lunch break. Uh, off of Lake Michigan, and uh, something floated by in a thing of tinfoil, and he got a look at it, and it was a brain. Hmm. A brain in tinfoil.
2: A uh, human, or he didn't know? Well,
1: he didn't know, but he called the authorities who came and got the brain, took it for testing. It turned out to be a brain from a cat. Hmm.
2: Well, why would it have been in tinfoil? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, maybe some sort of bizarre, uh, satanic ritual or something. Right. I, Strained. that's, that's, that is completely bizarre. He
1: says, uh, I popped it open and it looked like a chicken breast. It took a little bit for the, the reality to set in that it was a brain. Oh, it says also in the parcel of where he got it, the brain was in, um, tinfoil, but it was in a parcel that included flowers and Chinese money.
2: Hmm curiouser and curiouser yeah maybe maybe some sort of a ritualistic uh religious ceremony or something. Yeah. who the hell knows
1: a cat brain yeah bizarre floating around it's big i would think of cats have tiny brains but this thing looked pretty
2: decently sized yeah well i mean yeah i would say Ooh. yeah but it really couldn't be any bigger than a fist right yeah, it's hard to tell on this photo. This,
1: this guy looks like a rotisserie chicken in tinfoil. foil. And and uh, human brains are quite large. Very
2: large. Who's smarter, cats or dogs? Um i I would have to say, I would have to say, dogs. Like cat people don't get angry with me. Do not send the letters uh, to the radio but station. But just because you know they are truly domesticated and have been our partners for maybe 30,000 years, the the highest estimates, and at least 15,000 years. And there are dogs that, there is one Border Collie I know who understood like 200 different words and could pick out from hundreds of toys if they said, go get the new toy, he would be able to find the new toy. Um, Yeah, and quite, quite, uh, quite smart. And, you know, you don't see cat's Hurting, you know, livestock or sniffing for bodies or, you know, to to rescue or sniffing for drugs. That's true. Or guiding blind people. I mean, I have to be a very short blind person. But, you know, they do do, they can be trained. They do do tricks. But I would have to lean towards the dog.
1: I'm with you on that one. Dogs have jobs, like you mentioned. Dogs help the blind. There's Roscoe the bed-sniffing dog. There's dogs that look for drugs. There's dogs that look for dead
2: bodies. And, you know, just... And this has been for thousands of years that dogs have lived with humans and have performed tasks and helped us out. Right. And And cats, nothing. Cats just, you know... No, they do, but it doesn't... They don't do it on command. It's like, you know, you don't tell cat hey make sure there's no mice in here they just do it because that's what they want to do and they will take care of the rodents you know but dogs it's usually they're trained and will help you out when they're told to
1: right and show me the last time a cat was a racer like whimsy was a greyhound racer that's uh, that's
2: true yeah they don't have that although one thing they have over dogs and the, again this just could be i think it's instinctual is the litter box thing
1: that is great yes that big give big ups i'm going to give props to the cats 100 and fact that they go in a litter box
2: and they know you don't even have to train them you just show them as a kitten where it is done how does that work i don't know i mean it's again it's instinctual because the cats like to bury their um stuff You know, Mm -hmm. in nature, where dogs don't, and in fact, dogs will go around and and use it to mark, especially their their pee.
1: But why do they kick sometimes? Like when my dog uh, does a poop, she she does that kick thing where she Uh kicks up dirt.
2: Yeah, that is another, uh, that's instinctual. That is, in addition to the scent, that's also visually marking your territory. I see. Yes.
1: Hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Do you think uh, my dog could outrun a cat?
2: Um, I think over a distance for sure. Um, but short like term bursts, although your dog is very fast, yeah. obviously a racing dog. Um, cause sh- the cat chased us down the street the one day. Yeah. Short, short term, probably not, but anything of great distance. Yes. But also the cats can change direction a lot quicker than uh, whimsy can. Right. And you know, dogs are more can- agile. Yes, but, and then dogs can do it a lot quicker than we can.
1: Right. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, I think we learned a lot here today. I hope the so. The warm-up program, that is coming up next. I did it dead with CeeLo. Jerry will be back tomorrow for a football Friday. Hollow. And I hope
2: uh, the people who don't like it when you talk about your dog all the time, it wasn't really about your dog. No. It, it was, was an the, example about dog pets. behavior.
1: Kids. We kids, discussed pets. kids and Pets. Uh, warm up next. We will see you tomorrow. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. And no Jerry today. Jerry is out today. CeeLo joins me on the the I was gonna say the post game podcast. This is the warm up show. This, so, they're nothing like each other. They're they're not similar in any way. This is the warm up program available on WFAN and Radio.com.
0: Listen now, let's not skip ahead to, you know, later in the morning here. No. We've got a uh, full hour to do here. Boomer and Geo got four big hours to do and then four you can do hours post game podcast with whoever you're doing it with today.
1: Uh, I'll do that with uh, Eddie. Eddie's the my fill-in. Uh, it's, it's weird that we do four-hour shows. Like no nowhere else do people do four hours a day, other than radio. I wonder how that started. I know. I feel like what happened was uh, radio disc jockeys did four hours, which makes sense. You're playing music, you're playing commercials, you're talking for a few minutes an hour, and then when talk shows started, they were just like, I guess you do those four hours as well.
0: It is bizarre. I guess because you're talking a lot more, they felt like you didn't want to, you know, send anyone over the top as far as their, uh, you know, work efforts go, right? I don't know. Four, And then Mike and the Mad Dog was doing five and a half hours. Are they insane?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, as it turned out, they're they probably insane. were a little bit. <laughs> Here's the other thing that, that they were crazy. They did five and a half hours a day. Then they're like, give me a weekend shift.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You think? Now, wait a second, though. Knowing what you know about the business and management, yeah. you really think they requested that, or that that was part of the deal? No, but that they were so in.
1: they were so big that they could have said, "Listen, I'm going to oh, yeah. I'm going to re up." But they could have said, oh, "I'm going to re up. I ain't doing Fridays," and and the uh, companies would have taken them to doing solo shows on the weekend. It's like when I hear (laughs) that Evan's on Saturday, I go, what is Evan's afternoon drive host? Get off Saturday morning. Yeah.
2: Well, well, I know Dog loved, loved, loved his Saturday shows.
0: A break from Mike.
2: And Mike loved, loved, (laughs) loved his NFL now. And And I get the feeling that
1: that Evan loves that solo Saturday show where he could sneak in some wrestling talk if he wants or Nets basketball. (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, to an extent. I, I think that um, if he had his choice, he'd probably enjoy the full weekend off, but yeah. um, he does get to touch on some things that he probably wouldn't touch on during the week. I do agree with that.
1: I mean, who are your agents? I mean, th- th- get a get a whole weekend off for yourself. Relax on the weekends. <laughs> It's I, a tough, tough, tough nut to crack, you know? I had a uh, had a bit of a rough night over here, CeeLo. I don't, I, I'm not sure you're old enough for this, but maybe uh, Eddie has had this experience where, um, you know, you have to get up in the middle of the night to uh, urinate. Yes. And I thought today, I was like, you know what? I am going to not turn the light on because that will wake me up. I'm going to get right on top of the bowl so that I essentially couldn't miss. I'm like, I'm right. I'm telling you, like, I was squatting down. You know, like a quarterback gets under center (laughs) and gets into that position. That's the position I was in. And I start going, and I hear nothing hitting the water. Uh Nothing.
0: Not what you want. Not what I I want. Forgot to lift the bowl? No. No.
1: I don't. I could see the bowl, you know, in the dark. Uh, So I was like, oh, man. Then I had to turn the light on, and there were puddles. Which I was then cleaning up at one thirty in the morning. My own <laughs> puddles. So what? This how the, is where we are.
0: And Whimsy's right looking there. at you like, yeah. "What <laughs> are you yeah. doing?" Yeah, this guy. This is the guy that walks me outside. Why am I not allowed to do that <laughs> <Right>. outside? <laughs> She's like, I could miss just as easily. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that in the grass, so like a normal uh, person. Oh man.
1: Yeah, so that was a, that was a little
0: rough. So getting all up in there didn't quite work out. for Didn't you. work out for me. Wow, backfired. Um, try my, sitting
1: next time. Yeah, my yeah. friend. My friend Paul tells me that when he gets up in the middle of the night, he sits down.
0: I mean that's definitely the safe play, right?
1: Yeah, or I'll just, you know, I'll just put the light on, whatever. I Either way, maybe, get, s- maybe both. I get right back to sleep, and then this morning, I, I you know, sometimes and maybe I think because of the business we're in, we don't shave every day, right? We're not a shave every day kind of thing, you know. We're we're very cool radio guys. We don't shave, but sometimes I get to look at myself on TV. I go, that's sloppy. I'm on TV every day, sloppy. So this morning, I normally I shave at night, but I shaved this morning. What a nice way to start the day.
0: (laughs) I guess, Al. I mean, it's also tough to roll out of bed sometimes in the middle of the night, and you feel like you got to add an extra, I don't know, how long does it take you? 10, 15 minutes? Something like that?
1: Uh, Just to do my face. I only just did my face. No, it's... it's it's one of those things where you overexaggerate the time needed. You go, oh, hmm, I got to shave. That's 15-20 minutes." The legitimate legitimately I had I had the radio on. I think I heard one song while I was
0: <laughs> That's pretty
1: good. shaving
0: See, I don't, I don't shave refreshing. often enough that I have to like trim it down with a buzzer first and then yeah. do the shave. So it does oh, okay. take me a little bit longer. So maybe that's Multi- why it's more of a daunting task for me.
1: Multi-step process, I Indeed. see. But yeah. I'm just saying, if you have a rough start to your week, if you need a f- refreshing start, try a, try a morning shave.
0: Okay. That's I for will keep that in mind. Maybe a tr- butter shave as well.
1: Try a morning butter shave <laughs> and try to turn the light on when you're urinating. It all helps.
0: There's a lot all of PSAs helps. for you out of the gate here.
1: Yeah, Uh, CeeLo, Yankees last night You know, I don't know if you're aware of this But uh, on the mornings after Yankees wins In the 8 o'clock hour We do the Altice winning connection Where I essentially pick the uh, Yankee player of the game So think about this DJ LeMayu hit two home runs last night He's not getting the Yankee player of the game Nope Because a young man named Higashioka The home run stroker Hit three, three.
0: Now, had you heard of this uh, young man before last? I night have. Or? I okay, was good.
1: very aware of uh, Higashioka.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed you got the pronunciation yeah, right. Thank you. You could have just went with Higgy, as most people. I was like going to,
1: to uh, getting Higgy with it, as yeah. John Sterling says, with the home run stroke. I feel like I've seen we've seen a lot of three home run games from dudes this year. Oh, I'd have
0: to check on the numbers for you on that, Al. But I check think, the uh,
1: Elias Sports Bureau.
0: I believe Mookie Betts had one for the Dodgers. Yeah. Outside of that, there's none that jump off the oh, page at me.
1: There was one dude, I can't think of his name, and this is how ridiculous it is. This guy hit three home runs in a game two weeks in a row.
0: Oh, wow. Who was right. that? I missed that. I don't remember. Okay.
1: That's what I mean. I don't even remember. It used to be like... A huge deal when someone would uh, stroke three out of the park. <laughs> now it's just like, oh yeah, H- uh, Higoshi, Higa, 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 Higa. Higgy hit three home runs last night. Right. No big deal.
0: No big deal. What else have you done for me lately? Right. Except he's the backup catcher who I think had, like, you know, I don't know, a couple of career homers coming into last night and one <laughs> homer on the season, and all of a sudden he's got three. That's a little bit right. more notable.
1: And uh, he let a ball get by him last night him pitch. down.
0: He's getting, <laughs> his head's getting too big. He's, turn, he's becoming too focused on the offense. No, you know,
1: when I saw it, I was like, I, I, for my initial thing, I was like, this Gary Sanchez again with
0: <laughs> But it was Higgy. By the way, this is three straight starts. Higashioka and Cole have been paired up now. Is that right? So they've is got this? a little thing going on here. And Cole, over his last three starts, has allowed one earned run. Yeah. So you may not see Gary Sanchez catching him again anytime soon.
1: If I was uh, one of these pitchers like a Cole, you know, when he was a big sought-after free agent and everyone's trying to get him to sign with their team, I'd be like, I want my own catcher who only plays when I pitch. Because
0: yeah. you could get that done now. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. then if
1: you're the catcher, how awesome is that? He's just like, I play every five days. Right. That every you, five games. you got
0: a locked-up cushy gig. Cushy gig. You know, you just can basically sit and watch most of the week, and then when it's his turn to start, you're the guy. Right. Then you go out and hit three home runs and take the rest of the week off.
1: And then if you have a passed ball, you go, dude, I barely play. I got, I barely get. Any <laughs> right, built in excuse. Yeah. Right, built in excuse. And then Void hit another home run. Is he going to get the record for most home runs in a season?
0: Uh, I don't know that there's enough games out. Oh, he would have. Oh, maybe home runs per game. Still, probably not that either. But he does have a league leading 19 now.
1: If this dude was playing the 162 game season.
0: Oh, yeah. Clearly, he'd be keeping up the pace all the way through. He seems
1: less chubby than he was in the previous years.
0: That's correct. He lost a lot of weight during quarantine. He did. And he's playing at a much lighter weight and hasn't... uh Hasn't affected his home run power, but hes I think for him it was kind of like probably just trying to stay healthy and not carry so much weight around, but he's still got this foot thing he's been dealing with, but at least he's a man and played through it unlike some of these other guys. You you see him limping around the bases every time they ask him about it. He's like, I'm fine. No worries. just Play through it. Got to right. deal he, with it. It's all good. He
1: hits a home run and he does the Kirk Gibson limp around. The... Yeah,
0: pretty much. By the time he gets to home plate, you're like, what? Did he just hurt himself running? You know, running at a home run trot, and then you remember, no, this is just what he's dealing with, and he's still hitting. You know, 280 with 19 homers and like 45 RBI. So he's doing the job. Because I remember
1: last year, Gio said Luke Voigt was looks like the guy who's like drinking gallons of milk. And then well, yeah. this year, when I'm seeing him hitting home runs, I'm like, he's not f-
0: big. He's like, you know, juicing, the sh- not juicing steroids. Like he's juicing on like a juice. juice cleanse or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because he still has a nice barrel chest, but he's not fat.
0: No. he. I mean, that yeah, drinking the milk, you'd have, you go on his Instagram, you'd see him in the in the pictures and videos of him in the weight room. He's like, yeah. you know, benching a zillion pounds and curling a zillion pounds, similar to you, you know, at home yeah, there in uh, definitely. Bradley Beach. But uh, yeah, he's cut down on that a little bit this year. It's working out for him pretty well.
1: And everyone was excited Aaron Judge was getting back to the lineup and 0 for 4.
0: You know, it's nice to be able to do that on a night where your sc- team scores 13 runs and <laughs> hits seven homers. You kind of just slide back in there with your rust and go 0 it was- for 4 with three Ks and no one wants to talk about
1: it. <laughs> it was like uh, Stanton uh, in the, the game the day before when they... Right scored 20 runs or whatever it was.
0: And, of course, you know, they gave Stanton the night off last night after that return. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> He needed a, you know I'm going to need a breather.
0: It's unbelievable. I mean, I know they they Boone talked about it before the game. Well, we could have left them in the alternate site in Scranton to get more reps, but we figured we'd ramp them up on the fly here. So that's fine. And they are scoring runs the last couple of nights now, so you don't complain about it too Why much. do
1: we call it the alternate site? Why can't we just say he's in Scranton? I, you know,
0: I've been wondering that myself because – I mean, it's not like it's a different site than they've used in years past. This is where their AAA club, program, whatever you want to call it, has been, organization has been for like, I don't know, five, six, seven years now. So I get that they're kind of housing all of their eligible, quote unquote, minor league guys there right now. But yeah, we could just say... Scranton. so maybe I'll just do that moving forward
1: although the alternate site sounds cool it does it's, it sounds like they're going somewhere where they're isolated they're not allowed to speak to others or right. see other human beings they just go into this they're locked into a white room where they're <laughs> allowed like a tablet that would to be communicate
0: more fun, wouldn't it to
1: communicate with the outside <laughs> world before you uh, throw it to break here silo let me get a couple people here on a uh, Twitter we don't take phone calls here because most phone callers are terrible especially <laughs> at this hour <laughs> The smart people are on Twitter. Uh, Let's see. Phil says, the wife trained me to the point where I never go standing anymore. It's always sitting.
0: Wow. That's very bougie.
1: Plus, what do you do when you go out to a restaurant? That's weird. You got to wait for the stall, I'd imagine. That's why, you know, uh, I was considering putting a urinal in my personal home bathroom, (laughs) which you would not miss in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? No, you're right about that. We've all been to restaurants and sports bars and arenas where they have urinals and people somehow do miss them.
0: Right, because they're not paying attention. Perhaps they're a little inebriated, things of that nature. Now, had you put the urinal in your house, yeah. even though it would just be one, would you still put the like privacy dividers up? Um, Just for, no. for you know the visual since um, you enjoy that so much. Yeah, you know what I might. You, I mean, let's be honest. You, yeah. you hung a picture of a toilet on your wall in the I bathroom. I did. So I did. What would stop you from putting unnecessary dividers up as well? Fair. And
1: uh, GC New York on Twitter says, "Hey puddles, you're getting old. Get used <laughs> to it." I go sometimes three times a night. I sit, <laughs> not proud, but it's safer.
0: Right. All Whatever right. you got to do in the middle of the night to keep it safe and keep it clean. I puddles. I'm gonna. That's tremendous. I hope that sticks. I, I think for the rest of the day, I'm going to call you Puddles.
1: And Jeremy Fromm says the Braves have had two guys this year hit three homers in a game, Adam Duvall and Marcel Ozuna. Ah,
0: I remember Ozuna. I did not know about Duvall. Bad job yeah,
1: Duvall. I'm telling you, if you Google it, and I don't know what you would Google for this, Google. but there are many guys hitting three home runs this year.
0: Okay. Perhaps that's something we can effort for today's program along that's the way.
1: That's a... Al Dukes fact for you. Very nice. All
0: right, let's take our first break. We'll be back in a minute. Alan
1: and Jerry, now offering curbside delivery. All
0: right, 5.23 on this Thursday morning. CeeLo in for Jerry Recco on the warm-up show. Good night for the Yankees. Garrett Cole, uh, no hitter into the sixth. They hit a million home runs. Not so much for the Mets. Jacob deGrom leaving with a hamstring uh was it a cramp or a strain? I don't know exactly what it was, but he didn't make it through the game. The Mets did beat the Phillies, though, last night down in Philadelphia. Al, what do we got here this second? Ha- hamstring spasm. Spasm, excuse me, not cramp. Spasm. So what does that mean? That means he's going to miss a spot in the rotation
1: and not miss a spot in the rotation.
0: I would say no. My initial hmm. gut instinct, you know, might be one of those things you just needed a little, little massage, a little treatment, and he'd be good to go.
1: Do you think he bailed on purpose because he gave up three runs and he was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> right, yeah,
0: I gotta protect the C R A here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My hamstring's not feeling so good. He doesn't
0: strike me as that kind of guy.
1: No. Yes, he gave up uh three runs and in two innings. Earned yes, by the way.
0: Clearly was not himself, yes. Earned but the, forty pitches, so yeah.
1: But the Metsies came back there down four nothing. That's right. Right.
0: So oh DeGrom's out of there? Okay, we can score some runs. Yes, now. let's All score right. some runs. <laughs> did you hear the traffic report uh during that last break? The, the, I did, tra- yeah.
1: Uh, we don't have Karen Stewart for whatever reason, maybe she's on vacation or something. But the uh, the the fella doing traffic, he's so mellow. Like
0: well, anything compared to Karen Stewart, and I mean that in the most complimentary way, is uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. You know, but he's like a uh, energy.
1: There's traffic on the
0: <laughs> lie. Yeah. Whereas she'd be like, it's a disaster out there right now. Right. Don't even bother getting out of bed this morning.
1: Be like if Eddie, when, uh, if, Eddie if the Eddie that talks to you in your headset during the show were doing it, <laughs> the, which is my new favorite Geo impression that he yes. does. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's a uh, traffic bumper to bumper on the LIE. <laughs> Sounds so comforting.
0: That's what he just sounded like in my ear telling us that we were about oh. to come back from break. And I was like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> I can't hear you over this traffic report.
1: I now find myself doing impressions of Geo doing impressions.
0: Well, you just did. Yeah, like I
1: do that <laughs> during the day. I'll be like, uh, yes, uh, Eddie, uh, talking in your ear. Uh, so I see Tiki Barber. How to defend himself. I guess when you're a former Giant, like Tiki Barber, who, by the way, is up for the Hall of Fame, uh, when you critique the Giants, people get angry at you. Like uh, It was right after he he had uh, retired and joined, uh, I think, NBC at the time, when he critiqued Eli Manning. Giants fans still are—some of them are still angry with him.
0: I saw that yesterday in the replies to what he had to say this time. (laughs) Well, this time he said that uh, Saquon
1: Barkley— is in danger of not being an every-down back since he cannot block pass protection when there's a third down and you know a blitz is coming.
0: That's right, and we will bring you that audio later this morning.
1: And he's a big-thighed guy. Why not just throw your big thighs out in front <laughs> of somebody?
0: Probably be a good idea. Good Saquon. Plan.
1: I mean, not uh, Tiki. Although I'm sure Tiki's got big thighs. He was a running back.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, he's you know a big runner now too. You got to have the big thighs when you right. The the runners have the. You know, thin, defined, strong calves. They're not like yeah. the big cankles or anything like that, but they've got the really big thighs from all the running that they do. So yeah,
1: I remember one time I was in the, the Jets locker room. This is when uh, I was still working in Tampa, so it had to be in the late '90s. Uh, whenever uh, Curtis Martin was on the team, and I, uh, I came up for Christmas break, and I went and I uh, got myself a press pass for the. Patriots Jets at the Meadowlands and I got to go in the locker room after the game and I saw Curtis Martin's uh what is the calf muscle right oh my gosh that thing looked like <laughs> like there was a rock in there <laughs> yeah like, yeah, like he had two boulders strapped to the back of his uh where, where, where his uh what, what a muscle what do I keep screwing that up what's the muscle back there ham the calf the calf no you're right calf, the calf.
0: Below the, the knee. We did this the other yeah, day. Yeah, below the mo- knee. You already forgot the anatomy lesson I gave you on Monday morning. Behind
1: the leg, <laughs> behind the – yeah, the calf. Like Those running backs, men, it was just like rocks. It's like they have a bicep where their calf muscle is for most normal human right. beings. Yeah,
0: the way your biceps look, that's what they have going right. on on the backside below the knee.
1: I like Tiki Barber critiquing Giants players, yeah. especially running backs.
0: Why not? He knows the organization. Yeah, he knows running backs.
1: Plus, you can't go like this. Who is he to say something? Oh, he is the leading rusher in Giants history. Yeah, I don't. He could say I, whatever he wants. Plus, he I, lives near Snooky,
0: re- <laughs> and can broadcast from her house. Yes, you can if he can. I wants. don't think there's any bitterness there at all. So that's why, like you know, people oh he's 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 jaded. He's got a, an axe to grind. You know, he's not objective. I think it's the exact opposite, actually. So when he does have something to say about their team, I I I do. I listen up and I take note of what he's saying.
1: And he's saying, I saw the New York Post caught up with him, like, let's get an interview with Tiki. And Tiki defended every one of his moves, and he said, listen, the friends help friends. He needs help. He doesn't know how to pass protect. Get in there, throw your body. Just throw your body. I would do what all the other running backs do. Just dive at the dude's knees who's coming in.
0: Well, I think he, he, in one of the cuts, he made reference to that. He's like, he's diving on the ground. <laughs> you know, He doesn't want to take any contact head on. Right. So, yeah, he really called him out for sure. I love it. I do, too.
1: Call him out. Let's go. Makes good audio
0: to play back as well.
1: And Bruce Arians, you know, uh, Bruce Arians, very critical of Tom Brady after the game uh, and on Monday. Uh, so then Brett Favre, who I guess does some sort of podcast or radio program as well, he says that there, uh, that there might be a problem between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Bruce Arians responded and said that they are fine and, quote, I don't really care what other people think.
0: He doesn't so strike me as shut uh, up. the kind of guy that cares much for any of that. So so and, shut
1: up, Brett Favre. That's what he's really <laughs> saying. Hey, Brett yeah. Favre,
0: zip your lip. Would he say that to his face, though, is the question?
1: <laughs> yes, he will. Bruce Arians is one of those guys I think that could beat people up even yeah, I though guess. he's older.
0: I wonder if Brett Favre would say what he had to say to Bruce Arians' face. Say it
1: to my face. That <laughs> used to be big uh, in school when there was uh, a argument between kids. He'd be like, you wouldn't say that to my face. Right. And it's like, oh, now oh, I yeah. have to say it to his face <laughs> and hope somebody breaks up this fight before I get my butt whooped. Right. You follow?
0: I do follow. I'd love to <laughs> see a Favre Arians dust up in the schoolyard. You know, if, if Arians pulls off the Kangol hat to show he means business. yeah. Right? Favre yeah. gets off his, uh, his tractor down there in Mississippi, off the John Deere, and they just go at it. Favre is a tough
1: dude, though. That oh, guy's in Wranglers. He's got the beard. He's probably slamming beers. Played
0: for a million years, you know, really never seemed to be hurt. Right. Running around, taking hits left and right.
1: The only time he got hurt was when he came to play for the Jets. Of course, naturally. Go figure. No shock. Uh, Jets CEO Christopher Johnson is backing Adam Gase. There's been some criticism I mean. amongst them, uh, Joe Beningo. Not a big amongst fan. Joe
0: Beningo <laughs> No, no,
1: amongst the people not happy with Adam Gase. <laughs> okay. Joe Boningo. I got it. I he's got the it. voice of the Jets uh, fans. Right. Uh, Christopher Johnson says he has full confidence in him and calls him, quote, a brilliant offensive
0: mind. I'd love to know where he's like, <laughs> other than hey, Gase is telling him I'm a brilliant offensive yes. mind. Like, do they have some analytics department that's finding the most obs- obscure stats and information that none of us are privy to? Or is this just Christopher Johnson saying what he's being fed? Is I think I they know. put
1: a lot into Peyton Manning and his recommendation. And I'm sure Peyton Manning gave one of those glowing recommendations. Like he probably owed him one. Like, yeah. listen, I owe you one. I'll make one call for you. <laughs> and that's it. Because I owe you one. Don't
0: ever call me again. You're cashing in your favor.
1: You're cashing in your favor. And it's going to be, I'm going to go over the top. I'm going to call you an offensive genius. Things like this. Quarterback whisperer. And the Jets took the call and were like, this is. We would love Peyton Manning, but he's recommending Adam Gase.
0: <laughs> I mean, Peyton Manning is one of a kind, pretty much. So you can't right. expect the same results, especially when you surround Sam Darnold with what they've surrounded him with. So I just right. don't. And, and the best part is not only is he calling, oh, the brilliant offense, you're gonna, he keeps promising that we're going to see it. Well, when are we going to see it? To Boomer's point, fine, it's one game, it's one week, but like we didn't really see it at all last year when Sam Darnold was healthy and in there. So at what point do we see it? How long, how, how long a leash do we have to give this guy before we start to see some semblance of an effective offense? It's not like they're just a mediocre team. like Their offensive numbers, since he took over, have been some of the worst in the league. So how do, you, how do you come out and tell your fan base he has a brilliant offensive mind when through 17 games there's zero statistics to back that up?
1: And this week they have the 49ers, which, you know, I did my parlay. The video will be out later on today. Uh, to me, week two, here's what you do in week two when you're looking to pick games. There are teams that are terrible that lost in week one, and there are teams that are pretty good that lost in week one. Mm-hmm. The 49ers are one of those teams that's a really good team that lost in week one. They're not going 0-2 to start the season.
0: That's going to be a big knockout pick this week, I know. Huge Even knockout pick. with them pick. coming east to face not, the Jets. Right,
1: Niners win. over Jets. That is uh, The San Francisco's got a great defense. The Jets look like they were struggling offensively. That's going to be a huge knockout, especially
0: pick. with Hall of Famer Jerry Rice basically calling the team out on the carpet. Which we'll is that hear right? from him later on as well? Well, it sounds like yeah, got he a chock went on our uh, sister station ninety five seven, the game out there in the Bay Area, and just shredded them for losing week one to the Cardinals. Really? Oh yeah. Well, oh,
1: if Joe Montana comes out in bad mouths <laughs> then it's going to be a big <laughs> Kyle Shanahan better watch his back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, right. I don't know. So you got Favre calling out Arians and the Bucks. Yep. you got Jerry Rice calling out his former team. So uh, Boomer needs to get a hold of all these guys and tell them, listen, guys, calm down. It's one game. One right? game, one period, on one shift. Morning. Yes, exactly. And his Islanders, not his Islanders, but Matty Martin's Islanders need to adopt that philosophy tonight for game six with the Lightning. Oh,
1: game six tonight. They're That's down three-two. Right.
0: Uh, They're down three-two. The double overtime win the other night, so they got to get another one to force a winner-take-all game seven. As they all say.
1: right, well, I'm going to hope for them. I'm not a big hockey fan, but I, I'm pulling for Maddie Martin. I'm pulling for uh, the Islanders, the local teams. Uh, former Jet wide receiver Robbie Anderson. He's now with the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yes, yeah, had a big game on uh, Sunday in his Panthers debut. He
1: was a little confused, though, and wanted to know why there was a bear mascot on the field.
0: <laughs> yes. Not aware
1: that it was actually, it's a panther.
0: Yes. Well, he was not quickly a, either corrected or corrected himself. But. I
1: think he was uh, corrected. He was corrected by uh, some, of the, some of the players that he was sitting with yeah. on the bench, telling them that that's actually a panther. We are, we are the panthers.
0: Did you get to hear the audio and see the video? No. Do you, you have not- it? Um, I don't it's have it at the big moment, up- but...
1: These are going to be some big updates for you today.
0: I guess. I mean, it's a lot of out-of-town stuff we're referencing, but no. we, will, we will get you, to... You've yeah. got
1: Tiki Barber trashing...
0: Yes, that we have. But it's the Arians-Farve thing is out-of-town. The Jerry Rice thing is out-of-town. However, it's notable because the Niners are playing the Jets this week.
1: Also, the NFL, no such thing as out-of-town. All It's kind of weird how there's certain sports that are very regional, right? Yeah. So most people like their baseball team in town. And most people like their hockey team in town. Sure. But the NFL is a national sport that people love all the teams. America's Game. America's Game. Just look around the studio. Eddie likes the Dolphins. Jerry likes the Cowboys. Gio likes the Vikings. Yes. I like multiple teams.
0: I'm a Giants fan. Boy you're in a Giants red. fan. Covered yeah, you're a Jets. Yeah, right. You with your multiple teams.
1: Yeah, I root for... I'm like a free agent player. Whatever, whoever <laughs> offers me the best... Season ahead for me. That's who I go with.
0: Loaded up on your Bucks week one. They disappointed you, <laughs> and that'll be the end of that.
1: No. Not, actually, that that's another one. The Bucks are not going 0-2. They're
0: not. And they Tom play, I believe they play Robbie Anderson's Panthers they do. in week two.
1: There's no way the Buccaneers are losing. They're, Tom Brady's not going 0-2 to start the season. It's not happening. So there's – I'm not much of a betting man. I just gave you two sure things. The Lock Niners? It up. They'll be part of your five uh, You want five a third one? Five dollar parlay? The Chiefs every week until they lose. <laughs> They're not, right? Right? The
0: Chiefs every week. Sure. It's a good bet. There's
1: certain, the Chiefs every week, the Ravens every week.
0: Come on. The teams that are going to end up in double digit oh, wins. Oh. Right. Just keep laying the wood. Just keep and laying time, the wood. You know, you feel like you'll come out on top. Lay the
1: wood, CeeLo. All right, listen, I don't want to get into another thing here because I know you're going to go, I'm up on the other side. So why don't you do that, and then uh, <laughs> I will. I've got a Sylvester Stallone situation. situation. I've got a Zeke Elliott situation. All right. And Ryan Lochte is not happy with one Alex Rodriguez.
0: Ooh, look a, at that! A three-headed a, tease from Al.
1: A three-team, t- a three-topic tease <laughs> heading into the
0: break. Wonderful. We'll look forward to that on the other side. Al and Jerry,
1: this is the new normal.
0: All right, five forty-three here on this Thursday morning. You got Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. A little bit more to go here on the warm-up. CeeLo sitting in for Jerry Reco You got a lot of sports on the way coming up tonight. You got the Yankees and the Blue Jays again, and that'll lead right into uh, Thursday night football here on the Fan Ooh. Bengals and Browns. No surprise, one of those teams is going to be zero and two at the end of the night, unless we get a tie in Cleveland. So you got uh, Joe Burrow in his uh, second start against Baker Mayfield and the Browns. You got their butts kicked by those Ravens that you uh, like to bet on. Now, uh, this past yeah.
1: Sunday. I have two uh, television recommendations I would like to give out. One, there's an Ozzy Osbourne documentary that's on A&E, which is terrific. It's on there on demand if you uh, want to watch that one night, all about Ozzy's career and Ozzy's in it and all that. I mean, as far as like Ozzy and his whole family sure. are involved with the commentary and that sort of thing, that's very good. And there's a... Uh, thing on netflix called the social dilemma have you seen this uh i have not no it's all about how uh, all the social media apps on our phones twitter facebook instagram is uh, really gonna end up destroying all of us so (laughs) if you want to read that if you want to watch that it's a documentary it's uh it's quite good quite good although check those out um yeah, it pretty much says that all of our children are going to end up ruining the world because right now they're on social media. Oh, great! So if you don't have time Forward to watch to that. it, that's really what it's uh, all about. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, you're familiar with him, right, Celia? Of course, yes. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Of uh, you know, a lot of people think he's dopey because you talk. You know, when people do impressions, they're like, Hey, Adrian! But meanwhile, that guy wrote Rockies. He wrote yes. them. He didn't just. He wasn't just an actor in them. He wrote
0: rambo he wrote rocky the guy was up for an academy award you watch those movies you'd never have guessed that no. in a million years no. but yes yeah, multifaceted very talented individual very talented and evidently he's a painter an
1: artist type painter he's not like painting that? homes he's right he and he is going to unveil the painting that inspired rocky so Rocky for the first was time ever? For the fir- for the first time ever. Wait a second. One he's night only. He's been sitting on this painting yes.
0: for, what year did that movie come out?
1: 76, I believe.
0: Nailed it, 76. So he's been sitting on this for... Yeah.
1: 76 some to some 86, 96, 2006, 2016 is 40. Forty. 46 uh, years.
0: <laughs> yes, 46, 44. Or 44, 44 years. years. Yes, thank you. He's My been sitting on this rocky in. painting. Come on. For 46 years. That's impressive that he kept it under wraps that long.
1: Yeah, I guess he's going to do an art show.
0: I thought you were going to tell me, like, he's been busy during quarantine painting no. up a storm and he's going to show off what, he's been, what no. he's been working
1: on. This thing has, where this has been uh, our whole lives, huh. I don't know. Do you think it's a painting of a. Li- literally like a boxer or do you think it's a painting that made him think of underdogs and boxing
0: that's a great question now Thank did he you. have any connection to boxing before rocky probably not right? i don't think so no hmm could it have something to do with philadelphia perhaps hmm.
1: i hope it's just not like colors thrown together right and he's like, yeah it's an abstract me. piece of art that <laughs> yeah can... where he's like this is the yeah. chaos of a boxing match and yeah. it reminded me of the underdog
0: you go to those art shows it looks like someone just literally took some paint cans yeah. and splattered it against yeah. uh, a canvas and they give you some deep meaning behind it exactly mm-hmm. i want like a simple picture of a boxer <laughs> knocking a guy out you want it all to be in a nice gift wrapped Package, easy yeah. to understand. Yes. Presented nicely. I'm a simpleton. I want oh, I have it. faith. I have faith in Sylvester Stallone. I think it'll, it'll make some sense to most of us. All right. Well, Especially since this happened it. 44 years ago. 44 years ago. I, years ago. I feel like that whole, the art world, not that I know that much about it, but it's gotten even more abstract and unusual yeah. in the modern times. Right. So if you hope that back in the 70s when Sly Stallone decided to, to, to paint something that was a little bit more straightforward and easy to understand.
1: Yes, let's hope for that. So uh, I look forward to that. Ezekiel uh, Elliott has Speaking got a abstract uh, art. <laughs> got a new tattoo. Uh, it says "Feed me," mm-hmm. and he got it across his stomach. He says it was quite painful. As you imagine, it, <laughs> as, and it swelled up. I guess the the stomach skin is not as uh thick as uh, some other areas. Well, well I guess Especially and
0: you're right, exactly. Someone who is just ripped. chiseled as he is and's got the abs going. Right. So it probably didn't, you know, it was a little bit more painful and close to the innards than maybe our our boy Bob Dwyer experienced with right. his Boomer Bengals tattoo back in the day. Right. And that's on his side, right?
1: Bobby's is control? to the side of it's his stomach. To the side. But it's it
0: not, is it's in that general it's on the stomach area. Area. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. Did you see this on the the broadcast the other night, or is he a picture of it? Perhaps I did Have see a funny. picture of it. Yes, because he's me you know he likes to, especially in the pregame, he kind of curls the jersey up like he's usually showing off his stomach. He loves a half shirt. Belt. He does. So someone got to him and was like, "Listen, here's how you add. You take the next step in building your brand, right? Your feed you me these, brand. Yeah, you love these half shirts. You do the feed me thing. You throw a little feed me tattoo on the stomach, and then when you're doing the half shirt, everyone can see it." I'm there so annoyed. Go.
1: Like, if I was a defensive player and he got ripped off a 12 yard run, I mean, did the feed me? I'd be, I, I'd have a hard time not shoving him in the face.
0: Yeah, All right. get lost with that. <laughs> get out of here. It's so annoying. It is. I I agree. If you're a Cowboys fan, you love it. If you're not, yeah. it drives you crazy. I'm sure. For
1: most that's people. how it is, though, right? Like I used to. Uh, I was a big Cowboy fan growing up. I hated Deion Sanders when he was on these other teams. The minute he came to the Cowboys, I was like. Look at Dion returning punts. I love the high stepping into the end zone when he picked the ball off, going for a pick six. But when they're on the other teams, you yeah. hate them.
0: 49ers, Falcons, made you puke,
1: right? Yeah, I was like, what is it? Oh, especially on the 49ers. They were the enemy of the Cowboys back then.
0: Oh, right. Th- those They had some some nasty matchups in those, like, what, 93 to 95 range? Somewhere yes, in there? Uh, yes,
1: big nasty matchups. And uh, yesterday, I don't know, strangely, it came up, where is Greg Bird? Bird, 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 bird is the word. Talk about someone
0: that fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he got a deal with the Phillies, and he was with I think the Rangers during the summer camp. Summer camp. That was the guy that just never caught on. I liked Greg Bird. I had nothing against him really. Just he was similar to a lot of these Yankees. Now he's never healthy. He's never out on the field. He had a sweet swing. He did. He did. But then once the injury set in, like anytime he'd come back. It would take him a while to get going, and, you know, he would, he would strike out a lot, and he would get in these ugly slumps. Right. And then I think he turned Yankee fans off that one time when he was in a slump, and he said, well, I've got, like, thousands of opportunities still <laughs> ahead of me, you know, as if to say, like, yeah, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here for quite some time. Job mm. security. And it didn't quite work out that way for
1: Right. Me. Speaking of uh, going to be uh, something or other, this is my segue. Uh, Sportsman Minute time, Amy Lawrence reacts to the return of the Big Ten. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of
0: WFAN. All right, here we go. 557, couple minutes to the top. Boomer and Geo wrapping up here on the warm up. Yankees and Mets win last night. You get the Islanders and the Lightning playing game six tonight in Edmonton, Al.
1: I love anything that references 1980s sports. So I was happy to see that NFL kickers this year. Already have, uh, oh, this is, uh, have missed the most field goals in an opening week since 1982.
0: Helps when you had Steven Guskowski miss, what, three of them for yeah. uh, the Titans on Monday night?
1: There were 19 misses. It hasn't happened since 1982. I'm trying to, I was trying to think off the top of my head. Could I name some 1982 kickers? <laughs>
0: 1982 Mark, specifically?
1: Mark Mosley. Mark Mosley. I'm going to go Raphael Septien. Uva Von Schalman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tony Franklin. <laughs> These sound like fake names. If, no, you, if real you quizzed names. me and said real or fake, I would get zero percent on this so far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I picked up any until eighty six. I love I
1: 19, 1980s kickers. They were a lot of times they were overweight fellows.
0: Did they have the the single bar face oh, mask, yeah. right? Single yeah.
1: bar. Not only was it single bar, for whatever reason it was it wasn't like directly across their mouth. It was right. like more like almost under their chin.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a chin strap. Right. And they'd always they have the big shoulder pads, some of them too. It's like, what yeah. are you doing here? What do you need those for?
1: Yeah, I would wear big shoulder pads because if you get hit, you're dead. You did weigh they, a, a buck twenty as a kicker.
0: Maybe in the '80s they did. Now they, these guys just run away from contact, kind of like Saquon Kickers? Barkley,
1: according to uh, Tiki according Barber. According to Tiki Barber, <laughs> you to step your game up, Saquon. Put those big thighs in front of somebody when you see him coming. Jim at Daniel Breach, Jones. Carney Lansford, God.
0: <laughs> Soft kicker. And you he got Randy Bullock freaking awesome. calf injuries. Wake he a, up and drive to up. work
2: with Boomerang T.O. Morning 6 to 10.